Hello, welcome to Pod Songs, where we interview inspirational people in service to others as inspiration for a new song. Today, my guest is the musician Carl Blau, and his guest is Dr. Nat- Natasha Campbell McBride. Hello, exactly. Carl. How are you doing, hey. mate? Good, man. How are you all? Start recording over here. Where are you? You're in a basement. I did you? Yeah. Basement. Yeah, this is, this is not where I do my music, but it's where I do my office stuff. Okay. Because you're in Philadelphia yeah. now. In Philadelphia, yeah. 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 How's, how's, uh, are you in Northern Italy? Is that? Uh, I'm in the South, yeah. The warm south. south. Oh, yeah. South, warm South. Oh, nice. I'm about an hour and a half South of Napoli. It's, uh, did you ever get oh, down wow. this area when you were on tour? You know, I played a show in Pescara one time, which is like way down there, right? Yeah, that's right. It's just on the opposite coast. Fine. Yeah. Um, that was fabulous. There was like, Swimming in between courses of food, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Just ridiculous, yeah. It's my everyday, yeah. Yeah, I bet. So, yeah, you're right on the water. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Oof. Well done. And I, before, no, in our pre-chat, I remember I told you I saw you play in Amsterdam. It was an amazing show. Way back, it's about, what, 15 years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. In a little place called the New Anita. Oh, really? Oh, cool. That little like theater place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's really neat. Yeah. I can picture spread. I did like uh some kind of speakeasy, wasn't it? From Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had kind of this um furniture in the front and then the back you went in and there was a basement and you looked down on the band playing. There was a hole in the <gasps> Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of a different place. Yeah. That was even further ago. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So what are you yeah. up to now then? I mean, I've been researching you and it seems you were, you grew up in uh, Washington State. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up uh, an oyster farming family there. My great grandfather and grandpa started it in like the twenties. My dad was lived did it his whole life, mm-hmm. and uh, so right on the water as well. Yeah, on the bay. Mm-hmm. Um, idyllic childhood. Yeah, it was incredible. But um, actually just kind of had to get away just to like get a sense of what real life sort of is. And Philadelphia yeah. seems to be the, a really good helping of that. Yeah. I didn't imagine you in Philadelphia because that's just a big difference from, uh, from Washington state there with the water and the, mm-hmm. do you like yeah, it in it's Philadelphia? Ri- river life here. It's beautiful. I mean, it really is beautiful, beautiful country here. Um, we live really close to this huge ravine river park and, um, I live a couple of blocks from where like the Sun Ra Orchestra, orchestra mm-hmm. has like been rehearsing for the last 50 years. Um, and uh, just so it's, re- and then the same block is like George Washington lived when he was president. So it's really okay. Cra- it's crazy um, history in this uh, little neck of the woods here but, and Philadelphia in general. Yeah. Someone called it. I was just here. Yeah, sorry. Go, go. go ahead. No, sorry. Oh, I was just saying, finishing thought about Philadelphia, like, I just heard it called, like, basically the gates of hell um, here in Philadelphia. That's why America happened and all this stuff. Like, there's some heavy philosophy going on about that. Deep in the history, though, yeah. I'm get, Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to tune into that. It's going to be fun. There's some, like, locals who are really into it. Yeah, yeah. How, It's pretty cool. A lot more stone houses over there. It's like, I, right. I actually recorded an album in Philadelphia a while back. It's in a 
or maybe, yeah i was traveling around america and i met this guy and we got to work on a, on an album straight away and people are really motivated to work there and up it's things happen it seems yeah that's great yeah yeah so you that was a solo that was your own stuff right yeah i was just touring around america as jack stafford yeah about 10 years ago as a super troubadour just playing house concerts and then wow yeah that's cool neat yeah and now you've uh you just honed in on this place and kind of got it dialed in yeah well i mean did you move to philadelphia for love because i was checking out the merit of everything from your is your wife callie project yeah pretty much like she she really wanted to have a big change and um and was wanting to live in a city uh, okay. so yeah I, I don't think i would have moved to a city with, if it wasn't for her so yeah we've been together since mid 90s so okay yeah had, well i moved two, here for my two, girlfriend two daughters yeah did you, yeah. yeah yeah nice uh, who's italian she's italian yeah yeah and their families there like yeah we're kind of we're in with the family you know it's it's a real network of people and um you re- you need roots as you get older now as, as young men absolutely we're, we're traveling around the world and, and getting get discombobulated i know I, I had a lot of health issues and maybe we'll come on to that in the show maybe that's why you picked dr natasha is because absolutely yeah ongoing messed up um, as a musician though yeah i think being a musician i think is a special class of people who who just pour in toxin after toxin <laughs> through food etc mm, yeah. yeah for sure it's hard to eat good on the road it's really hard it is. You just eat what's put in front of you and you get yeah. snacks and between you when you're traveling and gas station food. Like it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. At least yeah. in like the UK, the gas stations are half, you know, civilized. You can eat salads and stuff. It's nice. Here in Italy, <laughs> here in Italy, it's gastronomy gas stations. You can, oh yeah. You get yeah. meals and you know, prima secondo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can eat good. I mean, probably pastris. The primo is not going to be on the menu for a gaps diet right practitioner because right. i'm right. quite new i'm quite new to it. i've been researching it about uh, in the last couple of days but i'd never heard of it before mm-hmm. so when mm-hmm. did you get into it cool. a few years now we you know callie got the the book the cookbook basically uh-huh. the gaps uh, syndrome or that uh gap syndrome book um gut psychology syndrome but uh and then we actually did it a couple of years ago now where we, our whole family did it for like a year. And since then we've kind of been basically eating like full gaps, like Weston price, Weston A price versions, um, all like local foods and um, more or less um, cooking. Everything's cooked at home and a lot of uh, fermented foods. Mm. It's, it's wonderful. It's luxurious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, when I, when I was in America, the, the highlight was not the food. <laughs> it was yeah. rough. It was all yeah. Just the ingredients are not very good, and it's very. Even if you shop organic, it just seems very mushy and very. Yeah, yeah. I have to be Taste careful because many of my listeners are American, but I think you you guys know that though. Yeah, yeah. I got to be careful. It's a lot like not to dissing on any one necessarily because <laughs> they, you know, not that I would do it intentionally, but like Dr. Natasha has some real hard lines on. Um, mm. You know, on on what's just what just makes your body function and what doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's all like science based. 
it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, I've got a bunch of, I've been listening to her podcasts here, just, uh, just different things she's showed up on in the last couple, uh, few days and just getting really into it. It's like re kind of regenerated my interest, uh, rejuvenated my interest for doing it around another round. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. You, you get into these things and then you, you drift out of them. I know I got into Ayurveda also through a cookbook, right. I got super into it, but yeah, it's hard to keep these things up. These, we all drift, you know, and especially food. It's just, just the, the, the time to do the things mm -hmm. you're talking about and make three meals a day. Right. With good ingredients, takes you have to do a lot of prep. You have to, it's a, it's a full-time, full-time job. It is. Um, I mean, it helps to have a family all in on it. Um, mm. I, I certainly don't know how I would do it if Callie wasn't doing it. Um, my wife, Callie, and we're, we've got a 22 year old daughter who we're trying, we, we kind of started this whole, you know, we we're new to it too, relatively. Mm -hmm. um, so roping her in has been, hasn't been successful yet, but I feel like she's, she, I mean, she, she knows her body and knows what, but she's just kind of addicted to it. You know, like Dr. Natasha will tell you, like, it's just like drugs, basically food, if it's not right and uh we just have a lot of history of autoimmune in the mm -hmm. family that we're always we're trying i feel like we're racing against time so what success stories did you have with the diet yeah i mean it peeled layers off for all of us um for me it was just like instant i just like suddenly not that i was like trying to lose weight and it was but i've always had like a gut you know, <laughs> and suddenly I didn't have a gut anymore. It was really weird. You're a strong um, guy. You're, you're, you're properly built, not like me. I mean, I, I, I've, yeah, I just, uh, half my life, uh, more than half my life is, is, uh, doing, uh, you know, hard labor mm. works. So. Proper work, not just in front yeah. of the computer screen and plaster and yeah, yeah. cement and stuff and roofing. Yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah, that's the real life of a, a musician really, isn't it? <laughs> on the side, we do some music. Mostly we drive and we're actually on tour. <laughs> yeah, not, even, not even real musicians. That's worse than drivers. a computer screen. <laughs> it's funny. Um, but yeah, um, but then my wife for Callie, um, she removed some layers, but still, we're still on the, on the trail to getting it all cleared up and figured out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've been listening to her podcast as well. And I think you don't have to ask many questions. She, you ask one question. I heard one exactly. interviewer ask her, she's yeah. talked for half an hour. Exactly. Like I a, love like it. A... Yeah. I'm so into it. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> I was thinking, I don't know what you're, um, you know, I was just thinking of asking her about her, about her, you know, yeah, getting yeah. to who Natasha is. Cause we're, I just feel like the fodder in that for our song will be. Yeah. Be good to get, I forgot we have to write a song about this. Yeah. <laughs> I know I, I kind of, I got some paper to take some notes and I've okay, got yeah. some things I thought, you know, would be fun to ask her, um, but, uh, but mostly just kind of like a time, I thought a timeline would be really interesting for people because mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. mostly she, the interviews I've heard, she talks about, you know, her protocol and her, 
and the diet and stuff and, and the and the way the body works. I think it'd be fun to touch on that. Yeah, because so. she started for her child who had autism. I heard. That was a and then even further than that, she had uh, an incident growing up that was, she was healed through her grandmother, basically giving her the GAPS diet through just traditional foods. And, and that was in Russia. When she was growing up, um, she got food poisoning, I think, or something, and she was basically dying. And she, they were like, just sent her to her grandmother's and she just healed her huh. with food. And that just really, that was, I think that was the seed that then made her able to see that in her own child those oh, okay. uh, and it was really interesting so yeah it's like her whole like there's just this fate linking her to figuring all this stuff out because then she is a, she's a neurologist yeah that's a right and then she studied like brain sur you know to be a brain surgeon yeah, like went up from that level i mean and you know I how mean, badly doctors eat <laughs> yeah it works for musicians <laughs> it's so yeah yeah totally yeah, it's interesting. And also, like, wondering about that institution there. It's, it's, she studied, let's see, Gotham, Oscar, this town called Uso, Bakir, hmm. Baskir, Baskir. Okay, I don't know how to say those words, Baskir. Um, but um, I just was wondering about that, because, you know, in the U.S., we have... The institutions of medical science are all, you know, following the, you know, the whole protocol of what's come before and everything. And I, mm -hmm. but I don't know what that's. I wonder if that's like for her and uh, her schooling. If that was one of the pieces that led to her open mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she lives in the UK now. Yeah, originally Russian. Yeah, so. right. She married a guy. Noble McBride, I presume. I presume <laughs> that's not a very Russian name, is it? <laughs> because she, when I reached out to her, her colleague Caroline, it was so funny because they want to play on the song. I know. They're I'm big, so excited about that. Yeah. They're big time musicians. It's I mean, so great. Yeah. So they were just so up for it. Yeah. I want to, you got to make sure and link to that Christmas yeah. song. I think it's on their website. Yeah. Yeah. But you, Collaborating is no problem for you. I was, I was checking out Opal Esker as well, your latest. Opal Esker, yeah. Supergroup project you're doing in Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so you used to collaborate with people. It's no problem for you to jump in. I love it. I mean, I feel like I grow every time I collaborate, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you must feel that. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. So you're, uh, you're, in, you know, you're right there in the thick with people that's um, learning about how they create and oh yeah it's crazy the, the decisions they make why when and so interesting everyone's got their own so, yeah i wanted to check out what the name of this christmas song is Let's see yeah it's called magic christmas yeah yeah when does the opalesca because i've saw one single out is it doing you know launch a whole album yeah we um we're, we're trying to push the trigger on the, um, self-releasing the vinyl. Mm -hmm. We just want to see it on wax. You know, it's mm -hmm. like every, every, you know, um, especially a project like this, we put so much love into yeah. see it. Like, you know, if there is a, um, impending doom, you know, hopefully some of those will slip through to, yeah. to the other the side. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So it's an EP. It's, yeah. Yeah. 
it's an EP and it's like five more songs, but the, the record will actually have all six songs on it. But the, we've got a five song EP uh, coming out uh, on digital. And then the, then the, yeah, the vinyl will be the, the single as well. The first single. Yeah. Wow. It's exciting. I just like the most, one of the funnest projects I've been involved with, just, just most engaging, um, personally challenging because working with people who also have ideas on how you should sing it's things true. or how you should sound. It's just gives a whole different, um, you know, depth to what you're doing. So. Cause they're all songwriters. Yeah. They're all, they're all songwriters, um, three of us, but, but we, we do a good job of critiquing each other and being open to criticism too. So it's, we have, a, it's pretty sweet uh, working relationship. Chris model goes by uh, Chet Del Campo is his studio name. And then John uh, Hayward Hawkins, um, they're all music, uh, songwriter, like recording artists in their own right. And then okay. a cu couple of guys from the war on drugs, Robbie Bennett and Charlie Hall um, oh, wow. are playing drums and keyboards on it. So it's a great, great sick. Yeah. If you're doing a family tree, because have you done about 50 albums, is that right? Like, yeah, nearly 60, I think 60 solo albums and then so many albums. Bands. Are you sure you're not saying singles? Are you saying albums? I'm saying, yeah. I mean, I've been doing it for 30 <laughs> years now. If you think about like an artist doing a gallery mm -hmm. show, mm -hmm. they might do a couple a year, you know, and after 30 years, they probably have 60 shows under their belt. It's yeah. kind of similar to me. I just, I haven't ever spent a whole lot of time on the releasing of it, you know, mm. just, I mean, I'll, I'd make some beautiful packaging and put. <clears throat> make a hundred or 200 copies or something, you know, most mm -hmm. of the time. And then Russell, I'll work with a label that'll print 500 records. Or yeah. Something like that. Um, so it's just been this low level, like real grassroots. Sure. Happening. Sure. <laughs> Cause I think the first time I heard about it was from the Mount analog project. Oh yeah. That was the, how I got to Memphis, which is, mm -hmm. it's just an amazing version of that song. It's uh, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Timeless, yeah. Such a, yeah such a beautiful song um and uh yeah to work with checker martin is something yeah, i aspire to do again sure but, yeah, he's with so the far, we and the mm -hmm. laura beers of course yeah mm -hmm. laura you yeah actually, you actually met in washington no she you did you grow What's up with her or oh she yeah met? uh we met just like just out of college um we were both kind of playing the same places and well she came to play anacortis a show in anacortis her parents moved to san juan island and anacortis is like the doormat to san juan so you take the ferry from there so she stopped in the local record store like gave her the, her demo i gave gave them her demo and, and uh i there was a place i haunted all the time so she she played a show there and we ended up uh and she, she invited me to be in her band about that around that time shortly after so I've been playing with her since, I don't know, late, except early 2000s, I guess. Wow. There's so many who's who. You could draw a family tree at like a American no, music. You're probably pretty one degree away from everyone. That is interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm trying to be really active. And then, yeah, every once in a while, I get invited to do really special things. Um, but um, yeah, I'm always, I'm always up for the collaboration. Just. Love it. <laughs> I love so, yeah. it. The show's been so interesting. Um, been fun to look, listen to uh, the diversity and, and I like the, 
I like the story, the song as a vehicle for story, which seems to happen a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, you said you checked out a few episodes. Which yeah, great. the producing is great. You guys, you guys are great, and you're really funny to listen to the, the group. I really enjoy listening <laughs> to the dynamics of the group. Talking about those making the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really fun. Yeah, yeah, we have a great time with those because we also forget how many long because we do it working on many songs simultaneously. So, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe we're we're talking today, but maybe we release the song in a year. You know, who knows? Or, right. Or six months. You know how long. You know, no, long albums, music takes some time to totally, yeah, come to fruition. We got to be there, got to, yeah, so. yeah, that's exciting. I, uh, yeah, so the CEO might be singing on some of it too. I hope, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, it'll be fun to hear how we figure this out. Um, are we talking to Dr. Natasha today? Oh, yeah, she's coming on, yeah. Oh, cool, cool. And then, um, so, uh, then. During the, I guess then we would write the song through uh, correspondence of email or something yeah, like yeah. this, whatever yeah. she's comfortable with yeah. working yeah. with, tape by mail, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pigeon post, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what she, yeah. No, I'm sure she does like digital stuff too. Yeah. Um, she plays the piano as like well. So they have like a little setup for, yeah. This, I, tell me that, remember her name? Is it Amanda now? Caroline, the other lady? Caroline, Caroline. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, but the, I love this format with the musicians of, because I've listened to her on Dr. Natasha on podcasts today, you know, and it's great there. People are interviewing her because they're enthusiastic, but it's great. The thing that I really love is that you come on and you, you know, you've had practical experience of the diet and then you interview her. So. Um, if I just interviewed her, as I've done, I did the first hundred episodes myself. Um, I can't generate that level of enthusiasm because, you know, I'm not such a the connection. Yeah, I haven't got the connection. I'm, I can't be a fan of everything. So <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So what I really no, want, yeah, from this interview is to understand the the gaps protocol through you. Mm -hmm. So you should really interrupt her a few times if you can. Right, I was thinking about that too, like how I would go about doing that, like. Because she, she just did it like she's doing a TED talk every time and she can just go on. So I think it's right. good if you, I don't know, do some hand signals or. Um, oh, sure, sure, sure. Good idea. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. I want it to be like a, a conversation. It really should be, you know, your experiences and and then her. Sure, sure. that would be interesting. I mean, how to make it different from other. Yeah, because otherwise it's the same interviews. Same interview right. she's done a hundred times. And mm -hmm. all these people who do lots of interviews, you know, they. They're enthusiastic about the subject and they they repeat themselves on every interview. So it's nice if you can draw out something new from her and, you know, have this unique chemistry. Um, and it's also mm -hmm. having a song, having idea of how, writing a song. We have something to focus on now. We're looking for an angle, you know, what's... Can what's we, yeah, we can talk about that, right? Isn't that... Yeah. Like, is that, that, I like that idea of like actually sitting in like, um, you know, during the interview kind of be yeah, talking yeah. about a, an angle. I like that. Because we need, we can't just describe the diet i mean that's that doesn't sound very good we need right we need an angle you know we need a i sort of have angles already because oh, yeah? um it's a subject i'm really passionate about <laughs> but i think uh yeah the um i can't help but think um you know gut feeling would be a really good okay. like um kind of just that concept of a gut feeling i mean she talks about like trusting your uh trusting your gut 
is everything. And then, and the gut is the, you, you know, go. it's the focus, focus of, so it seems like yeah. her, you know, yeah, I could see that. Like I could see I could like that. coming yeah, together on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah gut I feeling. see you do music video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've already done one to that effect. Um, totally um, inspired by, by the, the gut, gut, the whole, well, it was, this was about my earlier, just, um, fascination with gut, um, hearing this book, I think, was it, uh, one of the NPR things, uh, anyway, it was, um, they were talking about the gut worms and mm. the healing uh, of, uh, these people going to Africa and getting gut worms in their feet again, and then like have, and then that healing experience they're having through, cause the gut worm is something we disconnected when we started using toilets and not going outside. Gut worms that go through your feet. Gut worms that, yeah, hook, hook worms they're called. Um, but there, there are, they're like the human gut worm. Gut, uh, they're just like every animal has a symbiosis with a gut worm. Really? Uh-huh. And also the bacteria, of course, around that. But, and ours happen to be hookworms, they're called, I think. But um, only in like these certain tribes that still go outside, do they have like a connection with that still? Do we have so, them all have gut worm? Is hook, well, hook we don't still now it? because we've, um, uh, okay. we've, we've uh, purged ourselves. Yeah. Mm. Through, through sanitary, uh, yeah, um, conditions <laughs> that we've, uh, you know, self-imposed to mm -hmm. thinking, you know, trying to think of the healthiest thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And that's been the classic story of like humanity of just like shooting yourself in the foot, thinking you're doing the right thing because you're trying to do it for your, you know, to save, save your own mm -hmm. self or whatever. And then you realize down the road that the balance of that is off. Yeah. Because mm. I thought penicillin was the greatest discovery of in the history of mankind and in antibiotics. And there's always the two sides to the truth. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And even criticisms of these things are all truthful, you know, yeah. um, because they had a, they were a vehicle of, uh, at one point, you know, they probably helped something, you know, it just, it was a give and take. Yeah. We just yeah, wrote, yeah. wanted to, we were playing with the, the consequence, the roll of the dice, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, so often we, we just get out, we, all these things added up and we're pretty out of balance and, you know, all of the balancing points of each one of those decisions has led to, yeah, real yeah. life out of balance. And it all comes back to corporations as well. Like, I mean. You know, if, if it, none of us think it's a good idea to inject, to start injecting animals with hormones and antibiotics and then eat it, <laughs> like, right. you if ask we, anyone that, they, no one, not many people would agree with would you. Would choose then. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's tricky. I wonder, yes, I was, yeah, I wanted to kind of ask her about, um, if she had any relate like if she sees she's got such a detailed mind i mean she could, she's mapped mm. out the whole body sure. and all the little yeah. tiniest parts could she can she take that and like superimpose that over human humanity and sort of and mm. and see like what is the gut you know and what is the you know uh, what are the ways we could kind of take that analogy and apply it to and i just 
because she's such a deep thinker, I feel like she'd have an answer to that or, you know, some idea of what that might look like or, you know, some theories. Yeah, for sure. Hello, Dr. Natasha. Hello. Oh, hey. you hear me? That's good. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Okay, let's see. I lost Jack on the screen. Let's see if I can get all of you on. How do I do her? Oh, maybe this. Yeah, there you are. Great. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today. That's a pleasure. That's a pleasure. So I'm I'm Jack. I'm in England, uh, in Italy. No, I forgot where I am for a minute. Okay. You're in uh, Italy. I'm in Italy. Yeah. All right. But mm -hmm. I'm from English. I'm okay. in English. You're you're in England. I'm in England. But, and <laughs> Carl has been to England. I have. Yeah. And yeah. He's now in America. I'm in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. You're in yeah. Philadelphia. What a wonderful world we live in. Seriously. <laughs> and that people well, from all over the world can talk to each other. Exactly. Yeah, and collaborate on make a song. Music. Work together. <laughs> absolutely. It's wonderful. Yeah. 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 Um well, I guess I'm conducting the interview. Uh and yeah, this is such a I can't tell you what a treat this is. Um just having spoken your name in our household for you know years now just a, a real just a daily occurrence <laughs> <Name comes up. laughs> and i um you know i've been telling friends and family about about you and i you know and, and the message that you have which is you can use food to change your life and heal and uh and i've called you to i've called to my friends i've called you the galileo Galileo was a microscope. Thank <laughs> you. And um, and I hope it doesn't come with the same baggage of Galileo or anything, but but it's mm -hmm. a, no. But uh, but I'm it it kind of does. I mean, you put yourself out there and um, mm. and you say some really radical things, and and um, and everyone wants to know where you know who is this person, and where how how can they have the authority to say the things they do. I think we all have authority. Every one of us should speak our hearts. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you, uh, well, to give our listeners some context, um, you live in the UK now, um, and have been, you, you started off, um, as a neurosurgeon, you, you've got a master's in, I guess you can't say started off because you started off before that, but, but yes, you've got uh, your education. Yes. I'm a mainstream medical doctor and uh, I trained as a neurology. In neurology, I worked as a neurosurgeon for several years. Then I moved to this country because I, I grew up in the Soviet Union and that's where I started working. And that's where I got trained as a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. I moved to this country and started my family. My 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 uh, late husband was English, and uh, here I got uh, a master's degree in human nutrition. Yeah, you went from the brain to the to the to the stomach, as it were. Nutrition, <laughs> nutrition, the second mm -hmm. brain, which, which yeah, the yeah, it was just... in, in a in a mainstream setting. Diagnosing in neurology is one. It's it's. Such a wonderful intellectual exercise. You can, by examining a patient, you can precisely pinpoint where something's wrong in the brain and what, you know, 
But when it comes to treatment, there's not much you can do. You know, there's not much you can do to help people with multiple sclerosis, mm. with neuropathies, with various other neurological disorders. And if right, you can do surgery, there's, um, you know, not, not that much you can really do because brain and nervous system are so delicate. So mm-hmm. it's complicated. But when I started working with food, I have realized that you can do enormous amount for these people just by changing their diet. And uh, because I was uh, trained in the Soviet Union, I grew up in the Soviet Union. Medicine there was very different. Very, it was, there was no commercial element to it. There was none of that competition. We were just allowed to know the truth because there was no competition. <clears throat> no side was winning from us not knowing it. No corporations, maybe. No corporations, so was the, was... exactly. There was none of that. So uh, we knew about gut flora right from the beginning. Uh, we had probiotics right from the beginning. I knew that human body is a microbial community. There was a huge amount of research done in gut flora in the Soviet Union, starting from Ilya Mejnik, who was a Russian scientist who discovered gut flora in the first place. He um, emigrated from Russia during the revolution and worked in Paris. But, so his did research, you just... but his research was adopted fully in the Soviet Union and was continued in the Soviet Union. And huge amount of research was amounted, or, or, you know, amassed, um, which unfortunately most of which has not been translated and is still in you know, the, the Russian archives. Right. Yeah, because it doesn't, do, uh, it doesn't do the, the uh, structure of medical field over here in the U.S. any good to incorporate those ideas because that's uh, going to crumble the kingdom, as it were. Yes. And uh, I was delighted when in the last few years, the Western science suddenly got interested. And the microbiome was discovered for the first time in the West. And they started researching all of this. So um, this When did that happen? Did they, did, when did think, that happen? I think they could not ignore it any longer. Okay. Yeah. They so, just could not ignore it any longer. But, you know, we've been talking about it for 30 years. People wow. in, the, in the alternative field, my books and, and many other people's work. So mm-hmm. now we can solidly 100% say that human body is a microbial community. Mm-hmm. Would you say like ni- 90% of the microbes, cells right. in the body or in the gut? There are human cells. And the, the figure that the Western researchers have given us that 90, in, in the gut flora alone, 90% of uh, all cells are microbes. Only 10% are human in, in the human body. And uh, this mass of microbes inside the gut itself is the headquarters of that microbial community in the body. It's the big ministry. It holds all the strings. And whatever information they get, they transmit instantly to the rest of the microbial community, in the blood, in the lungs, in the heart, in the abdominal cavity, on the skins, on mucous membranes, in the brain, in the eyes, everywhere there are microbes in the human body. There are far more microbes in you than there are human cells. And in nature, every microbial community is balanced. That's the only way for any microbial community to live and to sustain itself through balance, through harmony. Mm-hmm where every species is present and they all interact with each other and they all control each other. None of them mm. are allowed to get out of control. And it's a very dynamic group of creatures together. And if you ask any microbiologist, what is the most powerful influence 
on the microbial community in nature. The answer immediately will be food. You change the food supply to any microbial mm. community in the petri dish or in nature or anywhere else, and uh, everything changes within an hour. Certain species disappear, other species proliferate, and the whole microbial community has changed. Mm -hmm. Because the human body is a microbial community, there is nothing in this world more powerful in its effect on the human health than food. How, how did you, uh, I know you, uh, I just learned this this morning, I'm listening to a podcast with you, um, that when you were very young, um, you had food poisoning? Yes, or was, some, yeah, some kind like, of a really uh, life-threatening. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I was in a crash. I was 18 months old in a crash, and the whole crash was food poisoning. And I just didn't recover from it. I kept um, vomiting, kept had, had digestive issues, and uh, I was losing weight. And my mother said that I was so thin. It was just, I was dying right there in front of me. I was just not putting any weight on. And the diarrhea would not stop. So what she's done, she contacted my grandparents who lived in a small village in Ural Mountains. It was a tiny village where everybody produced their own food. There was no okay. other choice because uh, food was not sold in the area. There was just no availability. Of food. They had cattle and like, every livestock. Every family, every household had a cow or several cows. Every household had sheep, chickens, ducks, geese, garden, bees. Everything they ate, they produced themselves. Nothing was bought. And living that. right alongside all that, get, just having, sharing all that, uh, all that uh, flora. That's right. That's right. So my grandmother uh, immediately got on the train and traveled to the city where my family lived, where my parents lived, picked me up and took me away to the village. And my parents had no chance of seeing me for another 18 months. Mm. And when they came to visit eventually, they which this healthy toddler, you know, um, robust and rosy cheeks, bushy tail, had just completely recovered. But what happened? My grandmother has healed me with the GAPS diet. Mm -hmm. I'm now teaching the rest of the world to use for healing their digestive systems. They knew that. People yeah. knew that because women in particular, women in all, that was a traditional society, unspoiled traditional society. And in all traditional societies around the world, women held the health of their families, the health of the whole tribe and the whole society in their hands. That is real power. And that power was held by women's hands because there's a difference between a woman and a man in this world. Big difference. Yeah. Women are the nurturers. Women are the healers. Women produce children. Women need peace. They need prosperity. They, they need you know, loving environment to produce children and to bring up children. So it's women whose role it was to look after the health of their families. And mm -hmm. how did they do that? They did it through food. Because they knew that food is the most powerful influence on human health. They knew herbs as well. They knew what foods to use for a couple who are trying to conceive. They knew what foods are good for elderly. They knew what foods are good for toddlers, for babies, for people who were injured. For every situation, they knew what kind of foods to give. Mm -hmm. It was a sacred knowledge. Mm -hmm. No woman would ever relinquish that power out of her hands. Mm -hmm. And grandmothers would pass it to their granddaughters. Mothers would pass it to their uh, daughters, this sort of knowledge. 
And my grandmother was one of the masters in the village. Mm. As I was growing up, I spent a lot of my childhood with my grandparents in that small village. Every school holiday I was there, full school holiday. And the school in the Soviet Union began at the age of seven. So up to the age of seven, you know, at least six months a year, sometimes eight months or longer, I spent in the village with my grandparents. I grew up there. So I was privileged to experience that traditional society and that traditional life and traditional diet, how people look after their animals, how they slaughter their animals. I took part in slaughtering the animals. Small children took part in slaughtering the animals right from the beginning. It was an important right of way for a child, an experience for a child to go through, to connect to food, to mm. know what food is good and what food is not good and how it all happens. And I was involved in everything, you know, because my grandparents involved me in everything. Nothing, children were not freed away from anything that was going on around. And uh, I've observed in those years um, how many people came and spoke to my grandma. They would bring their sick children to her and they would just sit quietly in the corner in our house. And my grandma would talk to them and explain to them what needs to be done and give them advice. So she was a healer in the village. So, so yeah, this is, this is, yeah, this is part of your fateful, um, you know, the path here that uh, allowed you to be open-minded to... Um, well, nothing, nothing in our lives happens for, for as an act. Nothing. So, are there any other shaping for And everything is a path. Everything part of your path. Of it's your so life. interesting to me you that you then go into like studying the brain in school and get involved in that. And how did you? Um, how did you? What what attracted to you, you to that study? Neurology attracted me because of its intellectual exercise. It was amazingly interesting. It fascinated me. But the interesting thing is that I first went into obstetrics gynecology. Mm-hmm. Spent the year studying obstetrics gynecology because I wanted to be there when a baby is born. When that moment happens. Mm-hmm. That was a very special moment. But I got disillusioned with obstetrics gynecology because of the social and political atmosphere in those circles. Mm-hmm. Not, not something I could accept. So I went for my second favorite and that was neurology. Mm-hmm. For a year, and then I went into neurosurgery, became a neurosurgeon. And then I moved to Moscow, where I did a PhD in neurology and neurosurgery. And that's where I met my future husband and uh, finished up my network. So you, at this point, you don't have the, um, you went to school even later for, for and studied nutrition, right? Or was that, uh, was that at the same time as you were studying? Human nutrition, I studied here in England. Okay, so that came later. Yeah, that yeah. came quite quite a bit later after my children were born and after my first child was diagnosed with autism and after the whole uh, very steep learning curve I had to go through with uh, that first child. Um, mm-hmm. As you say, you know, there was a reason why I had to go into neurology and research, work with the brain because the universe, the creator, had a plan for me, obviously. Mm. <laughs> and that's right. That's that's it. That's the only way I can see. Uh, I found a way of healing these children, uh, and by that, in the mainstream school, and uh, I would say ninety from autism. He was he was my teacher. He taught me that autism is curable, and that uh, as long as you catch the child early enough, young enough, 
I've developed my feelings more or less, but I needed some. I, I missed the person, that person you're talking about. What's their name? Whose name? The, you're the person's, you were just, were you just uh, referencing a person? You froze up for a second. I didn't hear. Yeah. The internet cut out. So I think you were talking about your son. Oh, you son. Yeah. You yeah, son. Talk, my son. Yeah. My first yeah. son. That's right. It was your teacher. He, he yeah. was, he was, he came to me as a teacher. Our children come to us as teachers. We parents think that we teach them. We teach them mundane things. Mm -hmm. They teach us profound spiritual knowledge, profound things about how the whole universe works, how humanity Absolutely. works, how life works. So he was my teacher and uh, he took me through very steep learning curves. It was every step and up and down on the other side. It's him, I have to say, but uh, I'm, I'm profoundly grateful to him for that lesson. He mm -hmm. told me that autism is curable. And as I was working with him, when I started working with him, trying to help him, um, I was in touch with other families with autistic children in this country because we had no internet. Can you imagine that? Mm -hmm. so in those days, we had no internet. All mm -hmm. we had was a local library and a telephone. That's all. So we had already a group of uh, other families with autistic children. We were all sharing what we found, what we knew. Is this, the, is this the 90s we're talking about? 90s. That's right. The early 90s. Early 90s. And um, when I discovered what I discovered with my own child, I started helping all these other families. I started sharing knowledge. And that's my, how my clinic uh, mm -hmm. and appeared in this country. Mm -hmm. When I started working with these families, I discovered that autistic children are not the only sick ones in the family. Their parents are ill because I knew from the beginning, through my heart, with my own child, with my experience, that it comes out of the tummy. It's a that autism is a digestive disorder. It comes out of the gut flora. These children have profoundly abnormal gut flora, which they got from their parents because parents pass their gut flora to the child. Mother is passing it during pregnancy, during nine months of pregnancy, through the flora on her placenta, flora in her womb. Because mm -hmm. a woman's womb and placenta have rich microbial flora. And that flora inoculates the baby as the baby develops for nine months inside the mother's womb. Mm -hmm. And the father contributes his flora to sexual contact because if he's, uh, he's got flora is abnormal, it populates his groin, comes out and populates his groin, all the organs in that area, and he shares that flora with the mother for sexual contact. So mm -hmm. that's how um, a mother and a father both pass their gut flora to the child. During the birth process, the child goes through a breast canal and the vaginal flora is very rich. The father contributes to that and the mother's gut flora comes out of her mm. bowel and populates that area as well. So both the mother and the father pass their gut flora to the child. The mm -hmm. situation in, in the world, particularly in the industrialized countries, in the Western world, and it seems that English-speaking countries are at, at the forefront of this disaster. And it's a disaster of gaps. Up no gut flora. Through right, if you, it's getting yeah, worse if, and worse and worse, this situation. Right. So, if you're passing it down to your baby and your, well, then your baby, then your baby then grows your baby. up, has a child, and then passes that down, it's getting exactly. incrementally yeah. more distressed. Well, or, so, so the parents, as well. for example, if, if the right. grandparents, and example, lack if the of grand, grandparents, yeah. so if the grandparents got uh, good gut flora from their parents, because they were born in pre-antibiotic era, pre-vaccination era, pre 
agricultural chemical error, you know, pre-processed food error and all that. But then their children grew up in a very different world. They grew up in a world where antibiotics were given to them for every cough and sneeze throughout their childhood, where processed foods came in full of chemicals, where agriculture started using uh, all the weapons that were used in Hitler's concentration camps suddenly were repurposed for agriculture. People started eating these toxins, these poisons. Mm. Vaccinations came in at the same time. Contraceptive pill came in when they, when that generation reached maturity. You know, contraceptive pill has a devastating effect on the woman's gut flora, a uh, woman's bodily flora. So that generation of people, when they ready to start their family and have their first baby, they are passing a very damaged gut flora to their children. Far yeah. more damaged than what they got from their parents. My, my, my parents. And then my wife's mother you just, had, uh, uh, you just froze there. Uh, oh, Carl. I did. Oh, yeah. sorry. My, uh, my father was diagnosed bipolar and then my wife's mother, uh, ha had MS. So we could see this, we can see this, um, in the generations, uh, before us. And, and so my wife and I are, our, our, uh, challenges just see we're, we're, you know, racing against time to figure out how to get this and you know now we feel like we have something to grab onto with with uh, coming across your work um and be getting into the gaps protocol and so we feel like there's like uh there's there's hope narrow for uh this absolutely yeah. and it's so exciting that it happens to be through delicious food too i it's a it's <laughs> it's an incredible thing i mean i i can't even i I try to tell my friends to climb on board this concept and they, and I think it's really intimidating for a lot of them, but in the end, and when you're, when you're in it, it's just, it's just, uh, it feels luxurious. It's absolutely the, wonderful. It, it, it's a, it's a rich, nutritionally rich diet. All nutritional deficiencies disappear very quickly when you start eating properly. The food delivers everything you need. You don't need any pills. You don't need anything. Food. That's how Mother Nature designed our bodies to get everything we need from food. No doubt. Right. But that's how do we trust? How do we trust our bodies? Yeah. We so what is the gaps diet? Maybe some people are just jumping in; they haven't True heard enough. about it. Yeah, maybe you could just yeah. quickly sum up. Yeah, the gaps diet, gut and psychology syndrome is what it relate uh, refers to. I, I know I can't yeah, say it as fast. Yes, it's gut and psychology and gut and physiology syndrome. Because as I was working with these children with um, learning disabilities, um, I discovered that they're all physically very ill and that their parents are ill as well. And their siblings are not healthy either. Their siblings may not have autism or anything drastic like that, but they have digestive disorders, allergies, asthma, eczema, they're clingy, they're fussy with food. All of these problems stem from the same place, from abnormal gut flora. I mean, if we're talking about the population of, you know, the, the English speaking population, we're talking about a really high percentage of people who suffer from this, um, based on, on these, what we've been talking about, the, the out of balance nature of, of our Absolutely. It's know, English modern age. It seems the English language, the English speaking language, English speaking populations of the world are in the world. Uh, we can talk about history of English-speaking countries. They are at the forefront of um, industrialized worlds. They are the victims of it themselves. They, they, they sort of got damaged 
So the first book I've written got in psychology. That's when I was working with autism, ADHD, dyslexia, dyspraxia, um, bipolar disorder, depression, mental, mental illness, largely. And that's why that yellow book focused on the brain, focused on what's going on and where these disorders come from. These basically are people with poisoned brain. Autistic children, 100% of them, of modern autistic children, were born with a perfectly normal brain. These were perfectly normal babies when they were born. But they acquired abnormal gut flora from their parents, which poisoned them. It digests the food that comes along, converting it into millions of poisons, poisonous molecules. It damages the integrity of the gut wall at the same time, making it porous and leaky. So this river of toxicity then flows into the blood of the child and gets into the brain. And the brain of a small baby or a toddler or a child in the uh, in first years of life develops very rapidly, acquiring new skills, putting things together, observing the world, connecting things. And if the mm. brain is poisoned, full of chemicals, full of toxicity, it cannot develop appropriately. And depending on the character of toxicity that the child is exposed to from the butt, some children become autistic, other children become hyperactive, other children develop attention deficit disorder, some become oppositional defiant, aggressive, depressive, you name it. Every child mm -hmm. is unique because the mixture of poisons that get into their brain is unique. When this situation happens in adults, again, the person can develop any psychiatric disorder you like. Depending on mixture of toxicity and how their brain responds to it. From mm. addictions to depression to bipolar disorder, from to schizophrenia mm -hmm. to anything. Right. When Everyone the, has like. Is, yeah. When yeah. there is too much toxicity building up in the brain, uh, in the proportion of these people, adults and children, the brain develops a cleansing survival procedure, which is called epilepsy. It sends an electric discharge through and it cleans the whole lot out burns the whole lot of poisonous toxins out, and that manifests itself as an epileptic seizure. The last thing these people need is another poison in the form of anti-epileptic medication in their system. What they need mm. is removing poisons. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, we need to normalize the gut flora, drive out all the pathogens, rebalance, reharmonize the whole microbial community in there, and heal and seal the gut wall. Close the holes. Yep. One of my favorite, one of my favorite part, uh, aspects of the protocol is the magnesium baths, Epsom salt, which is like a, uh, you, you, a person really just needs to do regularly to give a pathway for toxins. Um, it's very relaxing and it, it, and it's wonderful. Magnesium should be absorbed. But these people, you know, this, this river of toxic gut doesn't just go to the brain. It gets distributed all over the body. Well, wherever these poisons get to, they cause disease. That is why I've written a second book called Gut and Physiology Syndrome. It's, it's quite a bit thick. It came in 2020, mm. where I focus on autoimmune illnesses, allergies, uh, various neurological disorders, endocrine disorders, arthritis, all sorts of physical illnesses. So the two books don't repeat each other. They complement each other. So people, as I was working, as I started working with autism, as you would understand, I was very interested in that subject. But then as I started working with the whole family, where I found that the parents are not well, that they suffer from chronic fatigue syndrome, from IBS, from fibromyalgia, from migraines, from 
memory lapses, depression, Hashimoto, rheumatoid arthritis, all sorts of things. <laughs> that the siblings of these children are not well either. The allergies are ubiquitous, which <laughs> is, you know, asthma, eczema, chronic cystitis, very common. We now have an epidemic of diabetes type 1, which is also GAPS, the GAPS condition. Mm. Mm. So that, that's how GAPS expanded into every chronic disease. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All diseases begin in the gut. That's what Hippocrates uh, came to thousands of years ago, the father of modern medicine. And today we absolutely agree with him. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Diseases. Come back around. begins Hippocrates. Even diseases, which the mainstream medicine now labels um, genetic. Because mm-hmm. genetics are not our destiny. They're not cast in stone. Epigenetics are far more important. Epigenetics are the environmental factors that we create inside our bodies and outside our bodies. The bacteria. The diet, the uh, chemical environment, even our thoughts, even our attitudes have an epigenetic effect. And it's these factors that choose which genes in your body will be active and which genes will mm. sleep forever. Never show their faces. So when you change your diet, you profoundly change your genetics. You put a lot of genes which cause diseases to sleep, you lock mm-hmm. them away, and you activate genes for good health. Because every one of us is born with full choice of genetics. Every one of us has genes to develop cancer, to develop heart disease, to be obese, to have multiple sclerosis, to have any disease under the sun, and genes for vibrant, beautiful health. Yeah. And it's with what we eat and how we think and what chemicals we put onto ourselves, out inside ourselves, that choose which genes activate and which genes sleep forever. Right. We all manifest differently these various like illnesses based on our sort of weak spots or exactly. Um, exactly. So by changing your diet and your lifestyle and protecting mm-hmm. yourself from man-made chemicals and electromagnetic pollution mm. and vaccinations and medications and all of that, you are shaping your genetics. Mm-hmm. You're changing your genetic you 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 are choosing, actively choosing which genes you're going to play with in your body and which genes you are not going to activate in your body. That is why many diagnostic labels today that are given to people, to children, small children, which have a genetic on them, that this is a genetic condition, there's nothing you can do. We put the person on the GAPS nutritional protocol and the person recovers. And as long as they stay in this lifestyle, they stay healthy and well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's... Uh, incredible, yes. It's, uh, it's amazing. And I... Um, there's people before you who've kind of come close to these theories and stuff. Um, uh, Dr. Sidney Valentine Haas, is that the, was that, uh, did I say that right? Um, do they, yes, they, uh, they came up, they were treating, was the first that he and his, his team. They, they've discovered uh, the specific carbohydrate diet. Uh-huh. Which is... Uh, um, so I found that book. I met Elaine Gorshaw. Elaine Gorshaw was a lady who um, had a child with autism and ulcerative colitis, a little girl. And this situation was for that little girl. And at that time, Sidney Haas was already in obscurity, pronounced to be a quack. 
his work was forgotten. He was um, a pensioner. So she, somebody gave her his phone number. Mm-hmm. Somebody put her to, uh, to him. And she went to New York. She visited him. And he gave her a consultation. She put the child on the diet that he developed. And the girl recovered from everything. Osteocolitis, mm-hmm. autism, from, from pretty much everything. Using, using food? Using only food. Uh-huh. Only food. And that's what, what year is this? So we're talking. Is she, this... She, yes, she, uh, she devoted her life to studying that diet, to rehearsing, uh, researching that diet. And she's written a book, Breaking the Vicious Cycle, describing, mm-hmm. describing her story, describing this diet. And, uh, when my child was a couple of years old, uh, I met her at one of the professional conferences by accident. We immediately became, became professional friends. Uh, I got her book. We corresponded until her death because she was already um, quite elderly at that point. And uh, that was the diet that my grandmother used mm-hmm. when I read the book. And it's the diet that every woman used in every traditional culture around the world uh, with any person who had digestive problems. It's so and interesting. In order to heal the digestive system, that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where, um, you know, using whole work, using my personal experience, using the knowledge I had from my medical training and from my traditional culture, mm-hmm. I have de- evolved and developed the diet and my patients called it the GAPS diet, mm-hmm. but it is based on STD. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, I love that your the book that you've written, the books you've written are essentially like cookbooks, you know, how to ferment foods, how to, um, just make really basic foods, um, uh, that that's, uh, I don't, that's, that's the, that's the treatment you're pushing. It's, uh, um, it's, a it's, it's a cookbook (laughs) how to like enjoy food and like, it's, it's, it's so interesting. Um, with some explanations, why? A lot, yeah, it's some good explanation, why, which is nice. Uh, how? Yeah, but what, where we going? What is, yeah, so what is the basic uh, diet? What What do you eat, Carl? Well, uh, so I we did um, we started off with the uh, uh, Gaps Introduction Diet a couple of years ago, and um, did that for several months, um, which is just basically um, boiling chicken and beef and. Uh, having basically a soup, uh, a meat stock soup, um, and having fermented, uh, milk, uh, you know, uh, yogurt and, uh, I don't think not even yogurt, um, sour cream and, uh, kefir. Yeah. A lot, just a, a lot of fermented foods. Um, uh, our, our cupboards are filled with jars of various ferments and, uh, our fridge is full of soup stock and um sour cream and yogurt now and uh and kefir it's just it's everything's delicious um i thought so right off the bat um and my body responded really uh strongly to it all where i just felt like a physiological change and i felt more access to my brain um it was wonderful for me and and uh and my wife as well i think peeled off a couple layers to her onion of you know problems um but it's still it's a work in progress for all of us and we didn't get into it unfortunately till you know the last few years um so our older daughter's 22 now and 
we're trying to rope her into this lifestyle. And that's been, that's been tricky because, uh, you know, she's, she's addicted to brown foods basically. Um, and it's like the only thing that sits well with her. Um, so we got to go somehow get spoon feed chicken broth into her for a few months. And that's, yeah, but, uh, we've had some, uh, we, it's really changed, changed our, uh, our lives has changed our whole kitchen and uh, the way we eat food and, um, to, 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 uh, and to a really, it's, it's, yeah, like, and I can't say this enough, how delicious it is and, um, and fulfilling and, and, it, and I, I feel like I can start trusting my gut. I mean, I knew when I was eating wheat that I would get these, uh, headaches and that was kind of my first sign in my, uh, twenties or so when I came to that conclusion that, that wheat wasn't working for me and my, and my wife had, you know, tried elimination diet after elimination diet of, uh, trying to get to the bottom of her, uh, gut, gut problems, gut, uh, but, uh, yeah. And now we're still, yeah, like we say, we're still peeling the onion over here, but, um, that's but wonderful. It's good to yeah. hear. Well, when I've written my first book in uh, 2004, I never expected it to create a global phenomenon. But gaps became a global phenomenon. That book mm -hmm. now has been translated into 26 languages around the world. We uh, have training courses now for practitioners in various languages around the world. We're translating now these courses into Italian. So Italy will have its own uh, into oh, French, great. into German. Uh, and uh, the food, I have to say, just jumping about the Italian food, it gets promoted around the world as being the best, but it's it's beige food. It's really terrible. You know, it's just... It is. Yeah. The Italians used to have beautiful cuisine, beautiful cuisine, and it was full of organs, full of meats and fat, and their beautiful cheeses and their beautiful, uh, you know, carne cruda, mm. uh, raw meats that they used to eat. Um, it's very important to understand that GAPS diet focuses on animal foods because animal foods are the foods which feed and nourish and build the human body, the physical structure we live in. People who turn to gaps hit rock bottom in life. Mm -hmm. so yeah. You have to hit rock bottom to change your lifestyle right. so drastically, so dramatically, just completely 180 degrees. Complete change. Um, and and that, that's, that's what happens. If a person hasn't reached that level yet, they're sort of surviving there. It's difficult to talk to them, and maybe there is no point because they're not pretty. A person has mm -hmm. to accomplish a certain journey to come to your level before they can mm -hmm. hear you. Mm -hmm. You need someone in your life that is desperate or you des des your desperation, you need something like that to... Yes. To, uh, a lot of people, particularly in the Western world, are hitting that rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And the value of the person who has hit rock bottom and gathered themselves together and found the GAPS nutritional protocol and started recovering and started rising again, the value of that person and the person who is still going down is enormous. The difference between the two is enormous. You know, the good example of that is that you can take absolutely beautifully healthy people out of some traditional culture who have never been to the West. Beautiful teeth, wonderful, you know, physical structure, happy, healthy, no mental issues, nothing at all. Perfect fertility, perfect, easy childbirth. Bring them to the Western world and they get addicted and hooked on all the things that people are hooked and addicted on in this world and very quickly become sick and very quickly degenerate and deteriorate. 
Well, mm. people who are, have hit the rock bottom and started rising and started changing can never be bamboozled that way. You can reach mm. perfect health. You mm. can reach vibrant, and you will. You will reach your vibrant health because human body is designed that way. Mm -hmm. To be a perfect machine for us, perfect, absolutely perfect vehicle for, 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 for the spirit that it sits inside it and, and animates, uh, you know, it, it, you have to have full vitality, lots of energy, good mood, always, 100% intellectual ability, you know, perceptiveness, awareness, mm. and just enjoy your life and just love your life and be creative mm. because we are creators, we're supposed to create, you know, a person who has been down there and rose to that level is mm. a very different person from a person from a traditional culture who hasn't been tempted that way. Mm -hmm. so you're never going to be bamboozled that way again. You've been there. You, you know that. You've learned the lesson. That's interesting. Yeah. I like to think that. that uh, yeah. So I like this. this is a good, I feel like this is a good introduction to your, to your work, Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride. Can I call you Dr. Campbell McBride. I, you can call me Dr. Natasha. It's short. Dr. Natasha. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Um, I, we, we've got a, a little bit of a job to do as a, um, writing a song together. And I started thinking, since we've done a little background now, um, of, of, of who you are, a little context for listeners to, um, I was thinking about song themes, like, uh, lyric themes. Um, uh, I don't, Yes, that's right. I remember Caroline Barringer has uh, told me about you. About and Caroline, you. yeah, she's expressed an interest in being involved too, which I think would be really fun. You know, and to, um, I don't see how much, I don't know how much time we have. I guess I should inquire about that. Seems well, one. Yeah, as, as much time, I think we have an hour with Dr. Okay. Natasha. Okay. Okay. Well, so, um, a, a, a little seed to a song hit me earlier today and I thought it would be fun to share with you um, is, is was the, and we don't have to use these lyrics, but gut feeling basically was the idea, mm -hmm. the, the seed I have gut feeling because gut feeling has so many like uh, angles you could look at it. Um, yes. Yeah. Thinking like lyric wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you, you, you're familiar with my Christmas song, aren't you? I, Magic Christmas. That's yes, right. I'm glad you yeah, mentioned that. Caroline has sung. Yeah. 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 Caroline sang that. Yeah. That's right. We tried to put it on the bigger platforms. Yeah. So did, did, not, did it not work? Or we've applied to this platform. I forgot the name of it now. I can have a look. Um, a company that is supposed to put you everywhere. Right. Right. You know, on, on all those platforms. What's... You know, if if you need any help with that, I've done a lot of that. I'm sure Jack has too. We, we, We'd love, uh, I'd love to, distribute it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to, if you, if there's any hang up at any point, if you want to email, email me about it all, I'd gladly, uh, give you a hand. Cause that, yeah, I think that would be great. Cause it, and it's easy to do, you know, it should be, it should be easy. Um, once you get it, all the boxes checked and stuff. Um, cause it's an original song, this magic special. Christmas. It's an yeah. Original so song. it should just go right through without any problems. <laughs> I hope so. Um, I, I forgot the name of this country that, that does it. I'm just trying to find okay. what the name of the country was. Mr. Kid. I, so you probably have different ones over there. Mm -hmm. No, it's a, yeah. I forgot. Don't, rem don't remember. Yes. Well, I can, 
And that became, there's so much of it, right? Of this spent grain that they would just, that became the new cow feed. And then the cows got sick, their milk went bad. It got, you know, diseased. Um, so then pasteurization came along, right? Yeah. And so they, uh, so if you pasteurize the milk, well, you make it so you can drink it, but you take all of the good stuff out of it when you do that. So we haven't had access to good, like milk for, you know, in our, for generations now. And, uh, well, I can't remember where I was going with that, but the, uh, the, yeah, for example, that's like, that's that big. Yeah, there's, there's so many. Question. Are, are we recording to show this video to anyone or is this just between us? No, this it's is for YouTube. It's not a video. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is YouTube? Yeah. Oh, right. oh okay. this is going on a YouTube. Yes. Oh, okay. Anything you say now will be, can, can in, will be used in evidence against you. <laughs> yeah, I thought something interesting you said was about, you know, the, perhaps a lyric, you know, uniquely poisoned could be in there Ooh. somewhere, how we're all. Mm -hmm. uniquely poisoned but i love the gut feeling as a as the main way to go so, yeah while you were just talking i came up with stuff too um i i came up with a are there gaps in our understanding mm. how how can we really change the world all the cows please go out to pasture <laughs> that's what i got so have you thought of a tune have you thought of a uh, no not yet uh -uh. Yeah, no. not here but well, um well i need time for that i need you Oh yeah, yeah. Get interested. Yeah, totally. I mean, here's, I guess what I was, what I'm thinking is, um, I could come up with a tune. I know Jackson come up with a tune too, and we can send it to you and see okay. if that inspires any variation or, or if you're like, let's try something different. You know, we could, can, can, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll mm -hmm. bounce some ideas by, by wow. email and, um, bouncing. Yes. So, so how do you see this? Do you see this as a lyrical? Uh, music or is it kind of a, an upbeat? I think it was lyric. Well, good yeah, question. Lyrics. Lyrical meaning lyrics, like a, uh, yeah. but, but like you mean lyric, like a ballad kind of like mm -hmm. lyrical. Yeah. Um, I, that's a good question. And I think I would want the, I would want the lyrics to like be very like upfront and like, you know, you can yeah, hear, explain you can hear. Scaps, yeah. yeah, but it's, I don't know. I've been, I've been dabbling in a lot of country music in the last several years and, I, and, the, and you're living on a farm now. I thought that would be kind of That's fun, fun play to, um, country has the, uh, the best lyrics as well. Those guys, those country singers, songwriters. Country would be what, what kind of music, what kind of music are, are you into like creating now or like, what would, what would you want to see? I guess there are two different questions. Well, the latest I've written, I've sent to Caroline and it's a song on gaps. It's about gaps. Oh, cool. Like oh, you've done it already. Oh, yeah. nice. Well, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> like you gave some I haven't written the notes. I just sent for the, I just signed it and I sent her the words. Gaps Anthem. Mm -hmm. Gaps Anthem. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's right. I've sent it to Caroline and she said that she's got some group of people. I wonder if she, she was going to do it when it was one of you. I'm not sure. I've never had it that the guests already guests wrote the song for us. <laughs> this makes it very it. easy. Yes. Again. So, um, I mean, yeah, we, we could kind of like agree on roles if you want to, I, I kind of assumed you'd want to sing on it maybe too, or, um, can you send me a couple of your songs so that the sure. style what, what's, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have my style, like I said, I did a reggae version of the Nutcracker. It kind of goes all over the place, but I'd let you um, do that. Yeah. I'll definitely sing that, send that to you for Christmas, um, 
curiosity, but, uh, and I'll send you a couple songs that, uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like, um, I'd love to work on a bunch of lyrics and send those, um, and maybe come up with like a guitar accompaniment to some lyrics, um, and with some melodies suggested. And then, uh, and then I don't know if you, and, and, and I assume Caroline's going to maybe want to sing on it. Yeah, she's, uh, we can, she's professional. She's wonderful. Voice, yeah. 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 But you sing um, yourself? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm a singer. You I both sing? I, yeah, we yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We sing fact, together? So, not yet. But the format of the show is like, there's a Jackal Wright's uh, song or two inspired by the, the talk and the guest a uh, musician will write a song or two based on the talk. And then, and then I think we kind of pool those songs and maybe turn those into another song or, or it's, yeah. just, it's, it's very open. I think how the process works. Okay. Um, but then, uh, then you, Jack, you have a studio there that you yeah, have. Yeah, I was going to say, we have musicians. a production team here. We can do a full production, mixing, mastering. So mm-hmm. yeah. wonderful producers. Where, where, where we all are. We can still produce a song being part of each other. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm really up for yeah. that Gaps Anthem sounds. Well, what's your, what's your chorus for the Gaps Anthem? What's the lyric for the chorus? Um, well, Heal I've, the world? Or... No, the, 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 the chorus is... Um, I, can, I can drop you the words if you like. Oh, cool. Let me just have a look. It'd be a great honor to work on the theme tune for the anthem for for Gaps, no? I mean, that's uh, so many people around the world. Yes, I've I've sent it to you. I'm not sure what's happening. Yeah, I will discuss it with her because she she would certainly want to be involved. Sure. Cool. Yeah. um, I mean, I'm open to however we all want to contribute, but I'm definitely going to be writing like a bunch of lyrics, then be like kind of like edited down to what we want to use i think it should be just like a a big stock you know we throw in all the ingredients right like stock yeah boil it for two hours boil it yeah (laughs) taste it taste it (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so these are the words please put them in the chat for you where's the chat now if it would paste It's not pasting. What's strange? Can you read them? Yes, or I would you? Yes, I can do that. Yeah, I can beat them. Let's see if I can make it as an attachment. Well, if you could just read it out, that would be really nice to, to finish this episode mm-hmm. to finish interview okay. yes. but since you're putting this on a, on a YouTube were you serious this is Gretchen Republic yeah is that okay do you want me to sing in public no no, no. Oh, you, oh just speak the words maybe yeah just oh, read them. unless you I, I would be wonderful if you want to sing them but I that's pressure we wouldn't uh, no, you wish upon on you YouTube. I'm not the perfect singer so. no just read them it's fine yeah 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 where the chorus goes, someone has to love this planet. Someone has to own up life. Someone has to find the balance. Someone has to end the strife. 
someone has to wake the humans, someone has to teach the hearts, someone has to bring the healing, join and heal the broken parts. That's the course. Mm. Very that's, nice. That's the course. And the, um, the verses is whether I'm a gapster or a gap star, I'm very special. I'm a gap star. And there is a reason why I came here. Once you know the reason, sing with me, dear. And then the chorus. And then there are two more verses. Life is not a picnic for a gap star. I'm on a mission. I'm a gap star. I am on a journey, struggle and strive. I am helping people to transform life. And the third one is join me on my mission. Be a gap star. If we go together, we shall go far. There are many gapsters, millions untold. We're a mighty power. Gaps will change the world. Very mm, nice. Nice. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's the words. Yes. There's a tune, of course, which, which I'm not prepared to sing. Also. Yes. No, but I get the idea that the direction you're going, you an anthem people it was singing a private together. conversation. Yes, it yeah. was a private conversation. I would have sung it for you, but that's wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. Uh -huh. So we we will record this um, because there's a tune as well, and uh, it would be nice to have a group of people sing the chorus, like a family mm -hmm. with children, with parents with children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear that. I hear totally that. good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because you see, we uh, pe people call themselves gapsters. People with gapsters. condition all over the world, they call themselves gapsters. And uh, there are gapsters, the gapsters' children and adults. But we sort of created from that a gaps star. Yeah. Not the gaps, the you're a gaps star. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Gap star. So that, that's how it came about. Well, I saw you got, are, do you have t shirts made? Gap Star t-shirts? Yes, Caroline's working on that for the, for the gaps on the con. We're doing the online con. Nice. Okay. Next year, we'll have a, a gaps on con. We will have t-shirts. It's our third online conference. The first two were very helpful, very, very successful. So the third one is gaining momentum. You, you were just in Asheville, right? Like pretty recently. Did you, did you come yes, over that I, physically? Yeah, yes, that? I was in Knoxville. In Knoxville. Oh, yeah. Knoxville. That's right. Knoxville. At the Westlake Price Conference. Westlake Price Conference. That's right. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. What are you going to next? Well, I do a lot. A lot of interviews online. Yeah. Next, like, yeah. next I'm planning. There, there are some trips around Europe planned with conferences. Wonderful. Well, I'm going to be playing some shows in the UK and... Um, uh, like April, I'll have to l let you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe if it's one's close enough, I can, can coax you to come out and see me. <laughs> It'll be nice to meet you. Absolutely. It'll be fun to meet you too. You're right? professional musicians, both of you. Uh -huh. Yeah, we are. Uh-huh. We're both produce and, um, and, and write songs and travel with music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Both. Yeah. And so you actually do concerts face to face with people. That's true. Like through those, yeah. It's the old, the old style. The old, yeah, the good style. Yes, <laughs> the old stuff. Well, thanks so much for being with us and yeah, taking time beautiful. out of your busy schedule. It's just That's been a, a real honor. And uh, thank you for your work. And I'm looking forward to listening to your music. Have okay, you great. Music jet as well. 
Yes, yes. Was, yeah. Can you send me some samples as well? Sure. Well, I'll start an email chain going between us and we'll um, Perfect. We'll swap. I'd like to get familiar with you, with your work. With Wonderful. You yeah, you're going to love what Jack does too. It's, it's real fun. I'll okay. see what's happening with my Christmas song because they said that it was supposed to be released on the 18th of November and nothing's happened. Mm. So I'm not sure. Oh, 18th of November. Yeah. Um, have, have Carolyn reach out to me or I'll try to, if I think you, I'll try to, but yeah, I, I'd love to help. Um, if there's anything I can do, just like, to I've done it, it a bunch available. of times. Yeah. So yeah. find it. Yeah. Be, yeah. It's there's, yeah, there's some hang up somewhere. It can probably be figured out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, wonderful. Did you meet you both? Right. You too. Thank you so much. That's a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, Carl. Wow. <laughs> kind of went just like we thought it would, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. She's lovely. Gosh. lovely though, yeah. 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 That was great. Yeah. I, uh, I, at some point, um, I think, I, I think if I re-list, watch this and, um, okay. I can send you a link. You know, I'll, uh, I'll just, I think it'll just flow out, but, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I got, I got some good, I got a good verse, I think for something, or at least a good seeds of a verse. Yeah. And maybe I, the, yeah. Maybe the did gap you write down me? I did. Maybe the gap strength is, maybe we just could do something different. You know, we could always, um, you know, don't have to do that with that. Yeah. I don't think that doesn't seem to necessarily apply. I'm not sure. I think it's that's with that, you know, that's a different. Yeah. I think any creative maybe. freedom to, to make it a Carl Blau song is, uh, Right. I know it's, I'm, I'm I have a little quirky way of writing lyrics in there. Sure, what I like yeah. to do is like a choose your own adventure kind of like lyric writing where. Oh, really? It's like, um, you can get a million things from, you know, putting from the four passages, you know, hmm. just, um, but like things are brought up, internal things are brought up in the process of, right. of taking this stuff that can be interpreted so many different ways. So okay. it's like a personal journey with you in the lyrics so i hope i hope and i hope that um resonates with them and doesn't yeah, like yeah. offend them because it's a little bit more artsy yeah, i'm not think, offend, offend maybe, but you know no i think you should maybe go a bit more um yeah it's not obscure what's the right word um less literal less uh more yeah yeah i want to do more it's just something that could be interesting as a song standing alone you know sure, sure, sure. um but uh but yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. And I wonder, I'm sure she's so busy. I, I feel like it's going to have to be pretty well formed for her to kind of work with. Maybe, maybe it should, mm -hmm. I shouldn't give it be too raw when I send. Yeah. Maybe ideas. do it with Caroline or something, you know, have she's got maybe your yeah. voices together or. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. so, so now you write a song too. Is that what's happening? Yeah. If anything comes up, if I have some, okay. I could send okay. it to you and, um, just so it's a collaboration, you know, so you can uh -huh. take something and use it in your, in your, your piece, but it's, I want a Carl Blau song. I mean, I'm a big fan. Oh, great. So, uh, I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. The, um, well, I'll, um, I'll jump on something too. I think, yeah, I think like you're saying, it's good to just jump on it and yeah. make it happen. And I've been in like a real lyrical mode, so it's a good time for me. To yeah. Yeah. Get well, thanks it. so much for introducing me to, to gaps because I'd never heard of yeah. it. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I eat chicken and fish. I try not to eat mammals. 
Mm. Um, I've always experimented with every diet, you know, vegetarian, mm-hmm. the raw diet, you know, I've done everything. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah. You know, yeah. there's just so and for, much. For health reasons or just, you yeah. know, just yeah. basic health reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I, I finally settled on Ayurveda because it has the different body types, Vata, Pitta, Kapha. So this because, mm-hmm. you know, that you're a bigger body type, I'm a thinner body type. And so, mm-hmm. Because some people I think do do really well on vegetarian diet. I know people and they do really well and they yeah. have a, they have a different, maybe a different body type, which is something I think really really resonates with me horses for courses and mm-hmm. so i i personally i need some um some flesh on my bones so right yeah, yeah me too yeah definitely yeah i i just we try to be really careful with where i get my meat and stuff oh, yeah. you know well, that's just, I, we we're we're so lucky here in philadelphia because we have there's amish farms all around and they've oh, been okay. doing it the same way you know for a long time so it's yeah, it's just, difficult they, to they get good really... ingredients. Yeah, that's really key. Yeah, yeah, you got to get hooked up with a farmer. That's key. Yeah. <laughs> just find that farmer. Here. They don't yeah, have any. Not so uh, much, huh? That's so interesting. Yeah, there's a goat lady up the hill, up the hill, and she um she can get that's milk great. from her, but um mm-hmm. you know they they stop they stop half they do it kind of half the year because then the the little little goats drink it. The billy goat. Uh-huh. Right, right, totally. Yeah, it's only but, yeah, totally. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well, thanks so much. It's been it's been really fun and no worries. Kind of, no. kind of a dream. I I can't even tell you how bizarre this has been. You have to tell the family. <laughs> They'll be uh, they want to know all the details. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm sure. I wishes I had the speaker thing on. You know, <laughs> but yeah, she'd be shouting down questions for you. Hey, we'll all send you this file. Um, and and yeah, thanks. All right, fun. mate. Catch you later. Yeah. Eh? Take care, Jack. Yeah, you too. Okay. Trust your gut and it will tell you Put your love in the ground Make amends with inside friends Help them to feel at home Wobbling on the pottery wheel Microbiome from Ma and Pa Lord of the flies means silent spring I'll be glad to wake from this Piscean dream Galileo 
the microscope Hope you enjoyed the song and the episode. The song will be released next week. It'll be available on all streaming platforms, but you can already pre-save. Please support the artists by following them on social media and adding the song to any playlists you have. This is a completely free show, and you've listened this far, so I'd really appreciate it if you could pay us back by clicking like and subscribe. And follow at PodSongs on social media platforms, or subscribe to the newsletter at podsongs.com for special updates. Or just tell the next person you see about this amazing show where musicians interview their idols and write a song about them. The songs are available for download from the PodSongs website as well, which pays a lot more than the 0.00 whatever we get from Spotify. You can also email me at jack at podsongs.com to give feedback, suggest an artist and guest combos you'd like to hear, or just say hello. We're a listener-supported show, and I'd love to hear from you. A final thanks to my researchers, Dory Verbo and Rosa Marino. My producer, Maurizio Sanicola of Goldmine Records, and musicians Massimino Vozza and Luigi Falcioni. The next episode will be out soon. In the meantime, you can listen to more amazing episodes in the archives. Until then, have a great day. <laughs>